Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Old Guard versus New Blood. Uh, this time it's about uh, rookie mistakes. So for the old guard, I've got uh, Laurent Borelli. Hi, Laurent. Hello. Uh, Bonjour. I've, I've known for the uh, best part of 20 years, I think, yeah, and uh, and uh, myself. And in the new blood, we've got uh, Laura Hogan. Hello, Laura. Hello. And Dom Hodgson, who I put on the old guard last time, and he got really offended, but he's got kids that are still that high, so he's definitely definitely on the younger side. Certainly I'll a bit take this. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So, uh, thank you very much for coming in. We're going to be talking about rookie mistakes that uh, you make in SEO or people make in SEO, and some of us uh, make those mistakes well into their uh, old age as well. So, we're, we're going to um, pick on a few of those and, and also find out how we can avoid some of those. This event, as always, is sponsored by Majestic. That's why I'm wearing the T-shirt. And if you haven't been to Majestic recently, uh, I actually had a, a, an up-to-date demo of uh, Majestic Monitor, which is a different product that they have. Uh, if you're um, and and uh, and it's really slick now. It's really looking a, a nice nice product. So if you uh, want to really be able to dive into influencers and find out influencers by topic or genre or amplify your audience by finding uh, people that are similar to any particular um, person, then then you know try Majestic Monitor. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty cool tool. That's my advert for them. Very uh, good. You, uh, I, I like I like the Majestic Monitor, especially if you look at all the social accounts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You Very know, cool. I mean, Very cool for that. It's 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 a, it's a clever clever piece of kit. It's kind of a it's kind of a mix of Buzzsumo and SparkTro and stuff and all mixed around. So it's kind of, kind of cool. So it's MajesticMonitor.com. Is that anyway? Uh, so guys, right? Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Why don't we start with uh, uh, Laurent and then move up my screen anyway? So Laurent, uh, tell us about you. I'm a strange one because I was born like five minutes ago in English. <laughs> I started talking with you on SEO Conspiracy, the podcast. Yep. But I've been doing this uh, for a long time, but in French, since 2004, basically. I started making money with my own website, then moved on to uh, more on the consulting side. I'm not only wearing a black hat for show, it's also to remind myself where do I come from. I, I'm not ashamed to say I know black hat SEO, but... I also can do high-class content marketing. So the entire spectrum, all the tools at my disposal. Cool. Uh, and Dom, you're wearing the white hat. Uh, I'm wearing, yeah, I'm... I'm Introduce yourself. <laughs> thank you, Dixon. Uh, I'm Dom Hodgson. Uh, I'm not a strange one. Uh, I am the uh, co-founder of two award-winning products, uh, Kaboo and Little Warden. I've been doing this for years. And um, yeah, I just I just mixed Dixon. So he asked me to come on and chat to him. I didn't know it was being recorded. He just said, do you want to come and talk to me? And I thought, it's, it's lockdown starting. We'll just have a chat. <laughs> I'll just get rid of my own echo now. Uh, yes. And, and Laura, uh, how are you? And thanks very much for coming on the show. Tell us about yourself. I missed the note about wearing a hat. So I don't have a hat on. Um, <laughs> you, you've got cool cool background as well. So you've thought about your background. Yeah, I'll be middle hat. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm Laura and I own an agency called Sweet Digital. Uh, we're based in Birmingham, as you can tell from the yummy accent. Um, and we just cover the full spectrum. Um, 
primarily SEO and PR side of things. Um, and <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you how long I've been doing it because that would disclose my age. So we, we pretty much got, uh, it's, it's all right, you're definitely in the young category compared to Laurent and me, but it's, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, we, we seem to have had a fairly broad range of accents. I'm not bringing in David Bain, who's uh, sitting right back in the background uh, on this one to to uh, to listen in, uh, because that'll just confuse everyone with yet another accent. So uh, uh, we're going to we're going to carry on. Getting, but he, he'll 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 jump in if I really mess it up that much. You know, I'm sure. Uh, so, guys, uh, topic for today, um, you know, uh, rookie rookie bloopers, uh, rookie mistakes for SEOs. So before I get into asking what your uh, favorite bloopers and, and mistakes are, uh, why don't I start by asking you, uh, Laura, how? How can people avoid rookie mistakes? What what are, what are people going to do to to stop them from jumping in and and crashing and burning in SEO? Sometimes it's really just as simple as taking your time with things. So there's a piece of research that said that we make like 118 mistakes a year on average at work, which is about two a week if we break it down. So sometimes it can be just as simple as taking a step back, not rushing with what you're doing and just taking that extra bit of time in, in the project that you're working on. And that can just help to reduce because you're not putting that haste and pressure on yourself. That's interesting too. Uh, when I was um, sort of full-timing at Majestic, I remember uh, talking to a, a fellow colleague within the, within the organisation. I said, the difference between the two of us, because he's on the developer side, he doesn't make mistakes. Developers, when they make mistakes, things blow up. Uh, I said, the difference between you and me is that you do one thing well every day and I do seven things and three of them go well. So I make four mistakes a day. And that's basically my, my uh, I guess that's the kind of the marketing hat. I crash and burn, uh, and I, but I, it's not so catastrophic. Although, you know, I'm sure it could be. Anyway, Dom, why don't I go on to you? How do they stop making mistakes? If this isn't a prompt for an advert, mate, I don't know what is. A ching. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, I, I just dropped something. Down. It was just, <laughs> I've got four more left. Um, obviously, it'd be an easy way to plug my product, littlewarden.com. But I would say that, that monitoring what you are doing, not just using littlewarden.com, but also using Majestic, using things like Sightbulb, using, running these on a regular basis, looking at the differences. You, these tools can be used to save time and to worry about mistakes and to fix them, but they have to be done regularly. You can't run them uh, when you launch the site and then ignore them. So when they warn you, when they, you've got to have a process in place, and it's all about processes because mistakes will be made, but everybody makes mistakes. You know, two a week, I, I'm lucky if I get less than four a day. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But once you have a mistake, it's about putting a process in place and saying, okay, we've made that mistake. How do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? And if it does, what do we do about it? And what do they do differently in France, Laurent? Huh. <laughs> How do you avoid mistakes there? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we, we take it differently. We know that we can't avoid mistakes. The only problem is instead of being passive about it and waiting for the mistakes to happen, maybe we can try to be, um, it's, I think it's 80% a mindset thing, okay? It will happen. So now it's about how do you react? How do you find a solution? How are you able to adapt quickly? And of course, avoid as much as possible, but it's infinite. Mm. And sometimes... You audit the site right now, 
and tomorrow a developer will uh, change the robot.txt uh, and it's not good anymore. Excellent. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, that's going to come on to my, you know, I was going to dive into some mistakes. So, and I'll tell you my favorite one uh, out of the box. Um, I have been in STO a long time. Uh, and my um, first SEO, my first agency started in 1999. And um, back around then uh, was the very first dot-com boom. And boo.com were the one. I don't know I don't know if you're old enough, Laura, but boo.com uh, was was kind of like the one that was going multimedia and, and was suddenly changing it from, you know, from a flat text with nothing on it. And it was great and it was big and they were really digging it up until the day that they went bankrupt. And that was the start of the whole crash. Um, and, uh, and I looked at their website on the day that they went cra crash. And the very first thing I did was, you know, uh, view source. And there in the top line of the meta tag on the homepage of the index.html or whatever it was, was robots, no index, no follow. And I thought... Honestly, you've gone out there and you've not even in robots.txt, right on the homepage there, you've just blocked every bot, including the search engines, and you expect to make money. Uh, so um, so that was my first ever proper blog post, actually, was, uh, you know, how boo.com really screwed did, it up. Dom, did you name Kerbu in homage for boo.com? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's what happens when you name something based on the available domain names. <laughs> so, okay, so guys, what, I mean, that's my that's my pet one and my favourite. So, why don't you guys sort of jump in and and, and uh, who wants to go first with their pet um, pet rookie mistake? Oh God, one for go me on. is tracking. And, tracking. Yeah, because how can you know the impact of the work that you're doing and the fixes that you've made, whether it's technically even down to running social campaigns or your PR and your link campaigns? Yeah. How do you know if it's working if you haven't got tracking in place? And the amount of clients we come across when, you know, they're just onboarding with us and they don't have tag manager or even analytics, <coughs> Facebook pixel, not even basic like event tracking or e-commerce mm. setup just blows my mind. And yeah. working with people in the past, but this has never been set up. That's a good, that's a good, good example. I, I, and just, just, just on that, just because I'm, you know, on the Majestic sponsored event, you can set up campaigns in Majestic, and it's a quite a good idea to do that right at the start because if you're going to be on a link building campaign or, or uh, and, and you're going to be there for a while. And then, you know, being able to see what's happened at the start and being able to see how that develops over time is, is a very, it's, 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 you know, once you've got an account on Majestic, it's, it's pretty much free to do. So, um, so it's a sensible thing to do. So tracking, I agree. If you don't set a, and you can do the same with, you know, rankings if you want, you know, if you're a rankings person. But yeah, if you don't set a, a, a stake in the sand, um, then that, then you're just missing a trick. Six months later, the customer's going to say, what have you done? And then you're going to show them what your position is now, not where you've come along from. Yeah, okay, tracking, number one. Yeah, excellent. Dom, what do you want to jump in with? Um, so like your Boohoo story, one of my favourite stories is... It was Boo.com, not Boohoo. That was, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. Right. Um, it was Ask Jeeves. Uh-huh, so, okay. So before they got rid of Jeeves and other they're like they had it as a personal search engine and all that. But they had this retirement party for him when they rebranded to ask.com. Um, and they built this whole website of Ask uh, Jeeves going on holiday and everything like that. 
And then about six months later, somebody realised that they forgot to renew the domain name and a porn site had bought that. And <laughs> so when you went to yeah. the Astrid's retirement thing, um, you actually came up with a porn site. And I've had this a few times. I... I like I like to spend money on a bit of a domain name. Um, I have to block myself from domain law occasionally and things like that for the for the auctions. But I have had it where um, I used to run um, a, a an event called Leads Hack, which was a hack day, and Majestic actually kindly sponsored yeah. it a few times. Um, and one day I woke up and went to the website and realised that it was uh, selling Chinese supplements. And I forgot to renew the domain name. And that has happened to me so many times. And the, the mistake that I see, and the reason why we created the product, um, was because it, it's happened to me. But it's not just... The, the rookie mistake that we see is when you take on a client, it's not looking at all their assets. Because what people do is they look at the domain name and they go, okay, that's great, we'll sort that out. But they don't do an inventory of all the subdomains. They don't do an inventory of all the previous brand names. Have they merged with a company? Have they done something before? Have they have they created a little microsite? I am a firm believer that Compare the Meerkat was created by an SEO agency to get a load of links. And they say, right, after six months, this will be over, and we'll just get all the links from it. And uh, it has just blown up into what it is. I suspect it was Teddy Cow from Neutralize, I think, actually, who's long since sort of is still around in the industry. But, yes, uh, okay, good, excellent. Laurent, would you want to jump in with a, with a thought, with an opinion, thought, idea? Uh, so many. <laughs> I have so many. Uh, okay, let me just mention the latest one that I got, which was a couple of days old, and then how I look at it uh, from a global perspective. A couple of days ago, I got a call, another client, somebody who wanted a proposal, and the it's a default config in the server in uh, the vhost of Apache. Uh, Apache. If you don't set up well the redirect between HTTP and HTTPS, it was going to another domain. So the HTTP was pointing to oh, a different domain. That happens on a shared server situation, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. and that's that from like the server side. That's not even yeah, from yeah, the front. Yeah. That's that's the latest. But then, yeah. if I want to to say let's. Uh, when I learned how to do SEO, how to audit as, uh, websites, we didn't have wonderful tools like Majestic and all the mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of tools we have today. We had a world-class <laughs> crawler <laughs> called Zenu. Zenu, yeah, okay. uh, Zenu suit. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had Google, that's it. So you had to put yourself in the mind of Google Boat. So let's start. First thing that I do, I'm Google Boat. I'm going to encounter the HTTP headers. There, there are a bunch of stuff. Already, let's look at the, the line expires, which is by default November 1981, I think, <laughs> something like that. So your page expires in 1981. That doesn't make sense. Then, so there's also already a bunch of stuff in there. Then we move on to the robots.txt. Then we move on to the page. We look at the linking, and so on and so on. At every single step, there are a gazillion endless possibilities to. Um, but to I, I, at the track. same time, on the same time, just to come back with that on that one, is it not? There's quite often a lot of things that we we 
give out, or I used to when I was agency side, I suppose, that we give out as problems that need to be fixed, that actually Google knows the web's broken all over the place and they fix a lot of those problems without us having to, to worry so much. So it may be, it may be a, a bit more of an improved trust signal, but if, if, you know, if 90% of websites haven't fixed that 1981 problem, you know, then Google, Google's obviously seen through it and fixed it and decided to, to ignore it. So I, I think one of the things that, my, my, I guess my point is one of the things that I think some SEO agencies do uh, they they do the whole analysis, but then they give the whole analysis to the customer and the customer goes, what the... And then just doesn't do any of it because they haven't been able to surface, well, these are the low-hanging fruits, these are the things, you know. Mm. So I think that's a, a rookie mistake for for SEOs. Would you agree? Wait, uh, that that used to be how it, how it was. Like, they'd print off a report, they'd run it through, what was it... Um, Power, Power Suite Gold or something uh, years ago. Web, web position gold for me. But That's anyway, the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Web position gold. And and they run it through and they go, okay, here's here's 300 errors to fix. Job yeah. done. And, and that is the way that I, I think they... All right, we, we've seen your books. Fixed, you carry on, you no, carry on. Now, I think you know these are ones I brought two weeks ago. But <laughs> this, this one... There you go. Yeah. That's how to use a web position goal. There you go, then. <laughs> yeah. Still got the training video in the back. Training, training disc. <laughs> well, that is, and we see, and we see that that has changed within agencies. They've gotten a lot more specific, and they've gotten a lot more. Okay, if you do this, you do this, you do this, and they'll work with you. We've we've seen we've seen agencies get a lot more technical recently, but that that brings it to. The, the newbie mistake that I see is just relying on tools straight away, relying on tools and relying on things that you read on the internet, you know, trusting, trusting, trusting yeah. articles that were written years ago for yeah. a, a technique that worked in a certain circumstance yeah. that yeah. did this and believing that if you do this under these circumstances, it will work. Yeah. Especially if it's something I wrote 10 years ago, because you know, <laughs> I'd, already, I'd, I'd already, I'd already, thanks very much. Tom. I, I, I'm hoping I'm getting better, but yeah, certainly 10 years ago, I was only 10 years into the industry. I was making, I was, you know, happily writing it, <laughs> writing stuff there. Uh, I think I've got better, you know, I, it's, it's a day I went to Majestic and they told me that actually making three mistakes a day probably wasn't the idea. <laughs> no, you're right on the tools front and just taking everything you see at face value. It's That's definitely quite a rookie mistake in not looking into the context of things. You know, we, we see on a tool, okay, you know, you've got these 404s or this is broken here, this page is gone. And it's when people just send that without actually going, well, here's where you need, here's how you need to fix it. You know, I'm sure we've all seen audits mm. sent across that don't actually have the fix in it or what the business case for that fix is as well. Like audits need to be so much more than just here's what the problem is. We need to be telling the, the decision makers why they need to invest the time and effort yeah. You're not going to fix it yourself as the agency. You and I, ideally, ideally, as an agency, it would be great if the uh, if the customer would let you go and fix it yourself. You know, um, and I think that. I mean, go on. We're fortunate. I was going to say we're really fortunate in that probably like ninety percent of our customers do that, and we go and fix the errors ourselves. So it, I mean, it gets things moving a lot quicker, which is nice, and it saves additional costs for them. Yeah. Yeah, go but on, Laura. Look, look, Laura, there's even a bigger problem because. I agree with this, like, trust no one mindset, but especially don't trust Google, especially anything <laughs> rel related. Why? Because 
we spoke about it with Dixon in the podcast. Those are Band-Aids. Everything real invented by Google is a Band-Aid for people who don't do a proper job. So let's take, for example, the famous real Next that suddenly, so they put it out. And I don't know why one day one Googler said on Twitter, oh, by the way, uh, it, it never worked. We were never able to figure it out. What? And then my favorite, the, um, <laughs> well, my favorite, the Real No Follow, but that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to get into trolling with that. If you, if you uh, rely, for example, on the Real href lang, Okay, the proper way to declare a language is in the first line of code, going back to how Googlebot proceeds, first line of, of code on the page is HTML lang equals something. Except Google can trust that. You download WordPress, you are French, you download the WordPress uh, from wordpress.org, uh, so your, temp, your theme is going to have language equals English. So Google can trust it because you say it's English, then it's, it finds out it's not English. So what the hell? So then, okay, they put out this real hreflang, but still, it's not a directive. It's not even a signal. It's a hint. It's an advice. They are very good at figuring stuff out themselves, that's for sure. If you look a little bit into crawling and how they can solve such difficult problems, but the problem is, yeah, trust no one, and especially uh, those Google recommendations. I'm not talking about Google guidelines or no Google guidelines. I'm talking about those band-aids that they provide. Rare canonical is the number one reason for self-destructing yourself. Mm-hmm. Bad canonical equals. I, I, I think I, I think hreflang is a very very common uh, problem, and I, and I just I end up going to talk to Bill Hunt every time because he seems to be the world expert on hreflang. Uh, Can I just follow on on the rel stuff? Go on. So um, many many years ago, on um, when you know you could be funny on the internet, we we used to do April Fool's days, and <laughs> we once we once um, faked a Google announcement on the blog. Um, that we'd announced and we've got tweets from Matt Cutts, if anybody remembers him on this, you know. Um, for, on, the, on this podcast, they'll remember, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> announcing uh, Rel equals counts twice, which was the opposite <laughs> of no follow. Um, and, you know, if, if you were doubly sure that you wanted the authority to do to this link. And we, and we, and we, we did it all and, and it was funny and it was clear that it was an April Fool's Day joke. But obviously, with Kaboo, we scanned links and we found that two or three sites used it. And you're like, and so we had to then take the blog post down and then write, this was a joke, please do not use this. Because people will just read what they say on the internet and implement it. The, 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 the weird thing about this is that um, one of my things was sensational headlines that I was going to bring up as an example. But this is an example of, of, of really, the problem with April Fool's jokes is that by April the 2nd, people don't know they're a joke anymore and the content's still on the website. So I remember doing doing one uh, with uh, on April Fool's about how Google had crashed. Um, uh, and then, of course, realising that actually uh, that wasn't very funny the next day. Um, so, uh, yeah, but sensational headlines, I think, is another, going away from the technical side of things, I, um, I, I did wear many, many years back some uh, a trading day with... 
uh, national newspaper and, and all their journalists. And it was back in the times when all of the journalists were running, you know, sensational headlines like, you know, instead of it saying, you know, it's hottest day ever in Brighton, it was sitting there saying, wow, scorcher and, you know, showing, you know, lots of people on Brighton Beach, you know, uh, looking, looking scorched. And, uh, and, and, um, and they, they, were, they were just using funny headlines that then it was impossible for a search engine to understand or interpret, uh, which I think is a common, still a common thing for writers to this day. So are you saying that you've ruined pun-based headlines on the internet? I'm saying that Google has ruined pun-based headlines on the internet because uh, they can't understand a pun-based headline because the sense of humour of Google is... You know, the people might have a sense of humour, but the machine, not so much yet. Not so much, no. So anyway, anyone want to jump in with another one? Oh, there's... Uh, to, to keep on going on this... Um, it's more... A, it's not a rookie mistake. It's a tricky one. Because of those catchy headlines and those play on words, you can totally lose the search engine. For example, my favorite example is search engine. If you write a post about search engine, but for example, your title will be under the hood yeah. of a search engine. Well, hood belongs. Yeah, cars. Cars, okay? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not yeah. search. And that's one of the best way to confuse Google. Yeah, they get confused pretty easy that way. And yeah. there's, there's the the casino industry has a real problem with this because they've got they've got casino games like Starburst and things like that, which have a completely different meaning, and well, certainly well, don't seem to have a meaning related to to gaming. Sorry, you've also got the category which is gaming. You know that yeah. is in itself. Yeah. Is, is it related to casino and that sort of stuff? Or is it well, I, I think the casino world have hijacked that category, really. So, uh, you know. <laughs> but that depends on the context. You yeah. know, that depends on the searcher and that, that's where the intent comes in and yeah. looking at the search intent. Apple to somebody means something different to somebody else. Exactly. And, you know, not not remembering that is, is a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, using, using tools like also ask to look at what people are searching for around your niche and around your area to sort of like look at what, how can I, how can I measure the intent within the query? But, yeah. but don't yeah. you think guys that at the end of the day, if we look at it, 99% of the mistakes are because SEO is still today, just a add on. Okay. If it was the centerpiece, if it was taken seriously from the start, they would avoid 99% of the mistakes, but because it's just an add-on that we put on because it's time uh, and we speed up, like Laura said, right? If if you start from the beginning and if you have time, I always say losing a little bit of time at the preparation makes you gain a lot of time when you execute the plan. So the good planning and uh, it's just a checklist, okay? Number one, number two, dun, dun, dun. And it's tedious. It's not sexy. Uh, you got those hundreds of elements that you need to optimize. But that's the job. That's what SEO is about. We need to make the content more I think, I think, accessible. I think though, there, is a, there is a balance there for the business owner um, the, uh, between, between a, an SEO wanting us to take longer and longer. And it's the same with developers. There's developers 
never want to put something live because there's always something that can be better about it and they want to get further down the, the group uh, the, the sort of the, the, the refinement um, and if they had their way they would never go live and I think it's maybe the same for an SEO where a business is usually time dependent say right I'm sorry but you know the first day of the world cup <coughs> is then and we're going to be live you know I think Lawrence's point is and it's it's something I wanted to bring up is like it's where in the process SEO is. So what tends to happen is, all right, we've built our new site, now can we SEO it? Mm. Whereas if, is it, if SEO is an integral part before you even get to, all right, let's look at wireframes, let's look at the UI, and let's mm. look at SEO within that UI and building it, mm. that, and then the whole user flow. If it's integrated, you have a much easier time. A friend of mine just launched a new e-commerce okay. thing, yeah. and, I was, and, and he was like, right, I'm ready to go. Do your SEO magic. And I'm like, oh, right, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, no. So and, Laura, Laura, how often are you finding that you actually get into that conversation before, because your agency side, be before the, 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 the whole process, or is it always too late in the process for you to do your best work? To be fair, we're quite forceful on it in that, you know, we we have really... That'd be, that'd be the Brummy accent coming in, really, you know. Yeah, it's proper, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> No, we we, re, we we kind of lay this in with our clients from the start that we need complete transparency from them on exactly what's going on. We get their marketing calendars and everything so that we can jump in. If we know that they're going to start on a new site, we're talking to the devs at the start. We're talking to the design team at the start because exactly as you guys just said, it's such a smoother process. Yeah. And if you, don't, you always get the odd one that doesn't. And we've got it at the moment where we there's a, a stage in sight has magically appeared um, that we found in one of our crawls. It's like this, what's this? Um, and it was a case of, oh, well, they need to update to Magento too. So mm -hmm. they need to change things on the site. Um, but they have been very good and said that it's not going live until we've signed everything off and are happy. Okay. With yeah. Huh? yeah, but you're already starting late in the game already yeah, on that one anyway. It's, it's very much just, I think the relationship with the client is a huge part of it. Um, and I know that we all say, you know, we try and have really strong relationships, but the more open you are with each other, the, the more mm. likely you are to know these things. It's making sure you're talking to them all the time. Yeah. And whether it's a Zoom, a phone call, whatever, you need to just keep that line of comms open and make it more than just you're a person sending them a report at the start of the month and stuff to sign off. Yeah. To yeah. get to that personal level too. Um, but I know everybody tries to do that. You know, so especially on the agency side. So we, we had a nice little comment, by the way, just going a little bit off uh, off the thing uh, from uh, Brilliant Jazz, uh, who says, "Brilliant background, Mr. Hodgson. That is not a Zoom background, is it? Just if you can uh, just show us. No, uh, do you want me to all right, okay. take take something off the wall there? It's, it's, this, this is an actual. Oh, yeah. He he is working in uh, in his 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 uh, container. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is where I do my work at my Christmas lights. So absolutely, um, and absolutely. it is the season. Uh, uh, and but, uh, yeah, if anyone does have questions, feel free. If you're in, if you're in the Zoom call, please ask questions. If you're on the Facebook chat and, and you're asking questions, you're wondering why I'm not looking. It's because uh, I, I haven't got a chance to look on you know too many different live streams, and so we will be you know popping in there and answering those questions in the chat um, with comments on Facebook. Uh, and then this is why I got David with me because next 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 month hopefully I'll uh, I'll fix all that and I'll be able to answer these things live. So, um, okay, sorry, Laura, and so, so so I yeah I absolutely agree with with all of you that you know getting in early very 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 important. What about um, the other side of things where? Uh, 
where SEOs have a tendency, if they don't see exactly why something's gone wrong, they have a tendency to blame Google instead of themselves. Uh, do you think that's a, a common a common problem? I mean, obviously not these three, the three of you uh, aside, you know, but have you seen this in other SEOs before? Oh, I, I, Kara, you go first. No, I, I think if you ask some of the Googlers, I know for a fact that I don't want to point out a specific country, but it's basically an entire continent that is hustling, hustling them. Uh, I'm talking about India yeah. because it's always Google's fault and they always, they're very active on, on, on uh, social media and so on. And they, uh, they can't understand that it's not, Google's fault uh, if the site is taking down, but they systematically, and I think as far as volume goes, uh, yeah, it's pretty aggressive too. Uh, I mean, death threats and all. Yeah, it's, I mean, once you've gone, sorry, Laura, you on. No, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, it's very easy to f make excuses and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Google's fault, it's uh, COVID, uh, Trump, whatever, I don't know, like I now I now realize that Laurent and Laura sound very, very similar. Sorry, I was gonna let Laura jump in there. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say the, the same, like um it, it's it depends. That's our classic phrase, isn't it? When we, when we Oh, that's my pet hate though. That's my pet hate. I hate that. I hate phrase. When people say it, but I mean, even today we were speaking with a prospect who um has really low domain authority. You know, they've dropped, mm. they, were, they used to be position four for a really high volume term. They're on page two now. We kind of flagged it to them, had a chat with them. And they were like, oh, we brought this up to our current agency in April. And they told us that the best way to build our domain authority was to spend more on our PPC ads. Uh, Laura, oh, really? if, you, if, you, if you say domain authority in front of yeah, Dixon, it's worse than cursing, <laughs> okay? <laughs> It's, it's worse than being, it depends. Uh, if you want to be taken well, seriously. Page yeah, authority, no. I'm okay with page authority. <laughs> you know. The answer was to spend more on Google Ads than to, you know, put some time. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So uh, it's the case of blaming everything else other than... Okay, um, so then another another rookie mistake is trusting your uh, your PPC agency to do your SEO. That's, uh, that's probably another rookie mistake <laughs> from a business point of view. No, but even, even I have... Amazing cases study of I've I can't tell you the, the name of the website. It's a real estate website. So we're talking about big volume, big website, lots of traffic. And we multiplied we times eight. Okay, times eight. That's a lot. Then the SEO goes to the boss and say, Hey, can I have a raise? S SEO says no. Mm. SEO leaves, site drops. <laughs> they call me back. Hey, can you save us? I save them again. Uh, but yeah, take care of your SEO. If if the guy is helping you do times eight in business, maybe you should reward him. Maybe yeah. it's also the SEO's fault to not negotiate a salary, then something on the side with performance or bonus or whatever but treat your seo well because 
if it's on free, free will, even after done it, doing the work, if you don't do anything, okay, eventually it's just going to lose. Uh... Tom? I, I don't think that's ever going to be a solved problem, though. There's a, there's a reason that in the UK there are three ACO agencies every week that start. And that's because, you know, you we, we have a tendency in this agency, because you don't need a degree, we'll let anybody do it, is you, you hire some graduates that have just come in, you teach them about SEO, they work in it for a year or two, and then they realise, hang on a minute, you're billing them six grand a month and you're paying me uh, two grand a month, hang on, why, why am I not getting this? And they go off and they start their own agency, and that, that's what happens. I don't, mm. I don't think, unless you have some profit share scheme or anything like that, which a lot of agencies won't do, we, we, are, we are just, the, the amount of agencies that we've got is going to outnumber clients very soon. Because they are they are just <laughs> multiplying. But again, it, it, I want to go back to, to the trust a little bit because from the client side, they should also be verifying what the the the, the SEO agency is telling them. You know, it, it's it's far too easy to to Google SEO agency, get a quote. They're the cheapest and go through them. But you should, as a client, have some knowledge and have some grounding of what you want to achieve and what is feasible. You know, or at least hire a neutral third party to do that. When I when I was doing um, freelancing, I used to actually audit SEO audits as a third party. Mm. So they the client would send me the audit and go, "Does this look right?" Mm. And I go, "Well, that's rubbish. That's rubbish, but that's real. You know, that's fine. You should be looking at that." And once the client started to kick back a little bit and go, "Well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense," the agency upped their game. And so it's it's responsibility on all parts to actually do some research and put some effort in. Mm -hmm. 100% and it's definitely about being honest a lot of the times like you know SEO has a terrible rep and agencies do for not necessarily being truthful all the time but it's so much about having that honesty with people and if something isn't going to work or isn't working just being up telling the client being open about it but coming to them with the plan. So Laura, Laura that comes on to my next point once you've found a mistake uh let's say let's say I know it wouldn't happen in your agency of course but once you found a mistake and it was the agency's fault as, or, or something they should have highlighted or made you know and it's happened you know something's happened um how how's how do you deal with it? Um, or, or, or if you're the customer and you found it out, you know, either way around, how should that, how should you go on from there? Be honest, call them up. I mean, I know we can't do face to face right now, but pre COVID we'd always want to do face to face with people when, you know, talking through serious stuff and mm. don't do that. Oh, it depends. It was Google's fault. We don't know what happened. Clients much prefer it. If you, if you take extra time, and need the extra time to come back with a complete plan of action from it. And I think that's the most important thing, having a conversation, video face-to-face, -face, talking through the issues, what caused it, what your plan is, and then follow up with the plan on email with time scales. Like time scales is so important to a client when something's gone wrong. Because if you're showing that you're going to be putting this time in to fix it and you're not waiting three weeks to fix it, you're starting tomorrow on it, it can mm. have to really bring that relationship back and that trust back because we do all make mistakes. Everybody does, but it's how you deal with it that's the key part. Of I, I think that's that's probably key to account management now. Isn't it? I, th I would have thought. I mean, I'm 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 not agency side. Thank goodness. I hated the agency side. It gave drove me drove me insane. Uh, I much prefer sort of being tool ties. But um, but I I think that 
the idea of having a monthly call mandating the customer, you know, if the customer and you don't get on a Zoom call once a month uh, to discuss the report, if you send through, a, a, you know, you send through your, your SEMrush stats or your, your Majestic stats or whatever it may be and just send it through and expect and assume the retainer will carry on coming forever. I think if you don't have an active conversation once a month, it only has to be five minutes, really, sometimes. But if you don't have that conversation, you can't get the vibe from the 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 customer you can't tell if the customer's paid dom's seo re-audit company to check your work uh, you don't know anything that's happening in that and you're passing one-way information you can guarantee that in that case the customer isn't reacting to the information they're just taking it and putting it in a drawer because they don't understand what's what's big and what's big. so i think that communication thing is 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 um is incredibly important to keep your client happy for, for sure mistake or not the reality is most clients don't read reports. We all know it deep down. We don't like to admit it, but we know it deep down they don't read them. So just taking that 10 minutes to run through it and at least run through where we're at with the strategy, what's next, and what you're going to need them to get involved in and sign yeah. up so that they can pencil in the time their side can make a huge difference to the speed in which you can get things actioned mm. and keep yeah. everybody smiling and happy. And also bringing sweets always helps with things as well. Yeah, and I do. I, honestly, I don't think that the the, the customer always um, uh, wants to read it or do, or should have to read things. The customer should be able to have given the SEO agency and the developers between them enough authority to be able to implement the changes in uh, uh, as well. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that's a problem. A common rookie mistake for a, a customer is to not to give that authority to the uh, to the people that can make the changes. But to expand on what Laura said about honesty, because it could be taking out, yeah, that's a little bit, you know, okay, you want it. No, it's real. A rookie mistake from SEO perspective is trying to always be right and always trying to find out, to come out with an answer right away. Because you don't want to look weak by saying, hey, I don't know, and, but let me get back to you. You have to do this. You have to be able to say, to be honest enough to say, I don't know everything, but for sure I'll find out for you. Because otherwise you will come up with some kind of answer. And in my case, every single call is recorded. It's mandatory by mm. the client. Mm. I know what I'm saying. I assume I have the right to be wrong. And I also have the right to say, hold on. I need to investigate. Let me be, get back to you. So don't try to fluff it out and you know what I mean? Because you don't want mm. to look like you are, you don't know. No, no, no. You have to not know. It's impossible to know everything. So <laughs> going back to honesty, but it's for real. It's important. Yeah. So we're pretty nearly at the end of our... Oh, go do, on, then, Dom. Go do, on. Do, do I not get to talk about Yeah, you do. Absolutely. No, no, it's fine. Do you know what Dixon... Yeah. No, it's fine. I don't want to. No, 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 okay. no. When it comes um, to honesty, there's one guy at the top of the list, Dom. No. <laughs> Be careful um, with the, the one who doesn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, so I'll, I'll give you an example um, with Warden, actually. About a year and a half ago, we had, we had a server error, and it caused about two hours worth of data loss. Now we looked at the we looked at the um, the logs of everything, and actually it only affected two customers. And we could have just emailed those customers, and to be honest, they probably wouldn't have noticed at all, and we could have got away with it. But rather than do that, what we actually did was we wrote an email out to every one of our customers, um, saying we beeped up, 
and said, ex- explain what happened, how we're going to fix it, what's going to happen in future. And we emailed that to every customer. And almost every customer replied back and said, thank you for your honesty. We really appreciate that. And we gained trust because of that, even though it didn't affect them and even though there'd been data loss. The only complaints that we had was that we said a swear word in the subject line. <laughs> well, that's you, but that's your that's your part of your uh, your charm there, Dom, isn't it? I'd say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Look, we've uh, we've reached nearly the end of our time uh, again. So uh, once again, I'd say thanks very much, Majestic, for helping me put on these events cool. every month. Uh, it, it really is. It, it really is. Uh, good. I think the, the conversations have always been brilliant and today has been no exception. Uh, I think for, for the first time, I'm actually organised enough to know what we're talking about next time. And I think I'm talking about content uh, in a month from now. So sign up on the blog post if you want to uh, be there for, for, for all of them. Uh, and you get a sort of an email an hour before in case you've forgotten. If not, I'll see you on the Facebook streams and stuff. But before we go, um, Guys, why don't you just uh, tell people, you know, how, how they can find out more about you and, and where they go. Dom, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, when I'm not suspended, you can get me on um, at the Hodge on Twitter, uh, UKDizDad on Instagram, or just email me, Dom at LittleWarden.com. So are we allowed to say on, on live air recording um, why you've just got suspended on Twitter? Oh, I'm, I, I made a suggestion about RuPaul's Drag Race, that they do an online version and... I used a word in the the, the algorithm, which, which is fine in the context of the show. Um, uh, I'm a, quite a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan, um, uh, but but algorithmically they they said, "Oh, that's a naughty word," and <laughs> I had the option of deleting the tweet and being suspended on the naughty set for twelve hours or appealing. And three days later, I'm still appealing. <laughs> Principles, mate. Laurent, where can they find you? S E O Conspiracy. Dot com. Okay, well, that was for me. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, images, voice, video, myth busting with Dixon Jones, telling you the truth, <laughs> and nothing but the truth about <laughs> SEO, the good and the bad. Okay, which is which is which is true. You can find find me on there as well. Uh, Laura, where can we find out about uh, about your agency? At sweetdigital.co.uk for the agency. And then for me, it's just at Laura Louise 90 on uh, Twitter's. Um, Laura, Laura Louise 90. Yeah, that gives away my age, actually. I'll let you do well, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it, but yeah, but also it's not just, that's kind of like, you know, I, you know I've got to spell all that. So that's right. Okay, so thank you very oh, much, guys. Sorry, I really appreciate I know it's hard. It out. <laughs> <laughs> Already we have to go. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, guys, uh, thank you very much for coming in. If you get an opportunity to uh, pop into the Facebook group a little later and see if there's any questions in Will there. Do. If there's no one there, then fine. We just talk to uh, talk, talk to the rest of the, uh, the echo chamber on the internet. But this will be live and uh, available on the blog as well. Uh, so pick that up at blog, blog.majestic.com. Guys, thank you very much. And we'll see you um, in cyberspace. Because we can't you. see you in real life. Okay. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thanks. Bye.